Hey friend, this is Rick Shields. Thanks for joining us on Season 2, Episode 9 of the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network podcast. On our previous episode, Mike Atkinson and I spoke about the ABCs of communication. ABC is an acronym for Authentic, Brief, and Clear. We said that authentic communications are simple and must come from who you are, not from you trying to emulate someone else. We're not talking about professional journal articles or some peer-reviewed publications. We're talking about things like emails and newsletters written to coworkers or friends who need to know this comes from a heart space. We also said our communications need to be brief. The email list server used by Doorways is constant contact. And their research shows the best length for an email campaign should be no more than 20 lines of text and around 200 words. A 125-word email sent to coworkers or friends is most often considered a best practice. It's not about how many words you can use, but about using the best words to distill your message. Our third point was the word clear. Several years ago, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania became the first state to require auto insurance policies be written in no higher than a ninth grade reading level. And that standard has become a requirement in most states for legal documents and insurance policies. Did you know that Reader's Digest articles are written to be clearly understood by eighth to ninth grade students? Or that Time Magazine articles are written for a 10th to 12th grade level? As you might expect, the Harvard Law Review is typically written for upper-level college readers. By the way, I wrote this introduction to our podcast, and it reads at an 8th grade level. Again, the ABCs of communication are number one, authentic, number two is brief, and number three is clear. In today's episode, we're going to get personal. We'll talk about pet peeves in communication, and Mike Atkinson and I will talk about a struggle we've had in communicating with each other. Thanks for joining us on Season 2, Episode 9, as we talk about getting it right. This is the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network podcast. I'm Mary Kay Blum, and we are really glad to have you with us. We hope you'll enjoy our show as we talk about healthy leadership that we believe is best expressed and most effective through influence. Are you ready? Let's get started. Mike, another important thing for us to consider is the idea of, are the things I'm communicating also the things I'm living? We see that an awful lot in the church, and that's a pretty important thing, especially for those of us who have the opportunity ever to be public speakers or bringing the the message, whatever. If the message we're bringing does not match the life we're living, ooh, that's not good. You know, people can see incongruencies in our message in our life, and then it completely invalidates what we're trying to express or communicate. And so we have to have the ability and the responsibility uh, to live out what we're, what we're talking about. My staff, if I were to send out communication or, or whatever, and I completely choose to go the opposite way, then uh, they're going to pick up on that pretty quick. Or they're going to see inconsistencies. They're going to they're going to let me know. I'm going to see it. it's going to be pretty obvious as to what's going on. You know, I started a few months ago now wearing a cross necklace. It's not because I think it's fashionable or because I think it's really cool. I really feel the Lord directed me to start doing that. And one of the important reasons, two of the important reasons, one was if I ask you to do it, will you do it? And the answer I had to say was well, yes. 
And the second was I realized that the words of my mouth have to match what it is that I'm wearing, the symbol that I'm wearing. And if they don't match, then no wonder people have a hard time understanding what it is to be a believer. So it helps inform my behavior when I'm at customer service or when I'm at a restaurant and I'm ordering from whoever my service attendant is, or if I'm on an airplane, man, if those don't match, there's a bigger problem anyway. That's why I don't put a fish on the back of my car. (laughs) (laughs) There you go, Mike. (laughs) Because I may drive a certain way or I may. (laughs) And so Mike's there you. And there so, you did the wrong thing, Mike. You shouldn't have said that because yeah. that's two of the things that people say to me. One is that's why I don't wear a cross. And number two, <laughs> that's why I don't have a Christian bumper sticker. <laughs> so, so maybe better just to not have a bumper sticker at all. I understand what you're saying, but maybe Mike, you need to consider this. <laughs> I'm going to send you a cross. <laughs> yeah, I, appreciate that. No, I, oh, completely, I completely understand where you're coming from, that you want that consistency in, in the message and the things that you say to for you to, to live that and to uphold that. And I think that's a very admirable quality and, and something that should be highly commended. Every day I put it on and it's still strange. It's still strange for me. And I don't know how long I'll be doing this. I must be a really bad guy. God has made it. So this is my cross to bear. (laughs) Another important thing that so often we don't see in communication, especially with those people who are trying to tell a story, whether it really, whether it's for fundraising or whether it's you trying to explain something to your staff, somehow in the end, we have to have a way to seek a response. We have to write it in such a way so that there's something that they feel, there's something they can remember, and there's something that they can do. And again, whether these are written communications or verbal communications, whatever form of communication that is, we have to make certain that people have a path to respond. And that's we have to be very intentional with that then. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going to go with that because it doesn't happen by accident. I've known people who have sent emails or needing a response and they never get one and they're wondering why and they go back and check their email and it's more like, well, he reads across as a statement as opposed to either a question or asking someone for a response. Yeah, it's something that we can't just stumble across that in the message and in the communication. If you're going to seek a response, then you have to be pretty clear with that. And have you had times when people ever come back and say, Thanks, Mike, for helping me to respond, because I can't think of a time I've had people come back and say that, and yet I realize still it's important for them to be able to do it. Well, I think it's opportunity, uh, at least in, in what I've tried to accomplish and, and see, is that I want to make sure that my people have the ability for input, that it's not a dictatorship or I'm just barking out commands. I want them to own their roles and have that responsibility. And with that comes the ability to make decisions and have input on what they're doing. My goal and my thoughts have never been that I'm going to have the ability to do 100% better what they do. They can do it better than I can. And so with that comes, uh, they should have the ability then to to have input in response to that. So I think for those in our group and in our network, and if they're seeking responses and they're being authentic, they're being real, they're living out their message, they're being clear, then they want to provide the opportunity for those recipients then to respond to that. And whether it's feedback to the ministry or 
questions or ideas or thoughts, uh, I think we should be open to that and to have the understanding that, uh, you know, we used to talk about in our meetings that when we have people together and talk about it, that none of us are smarter than all of us. That yeah, everybody's going to have the ability to have some input, some thought into what we're doing. And if we don't think that way, I think we really short ourselves and short our organizations. Mike, what are some of your pet peeves? What are some of the <laughs> things that people do that just drive you nuts about communication? Oh, and it's probably things that I'm the guilty of the most, right? It's like, I hate to point fingers and then like, oh yeah, but I do that same thing. Oh, go ahead. Point so, fingers. They can't see us. Kind of the things where you, know, you, you think you have it all wrapped up and all put together and you formulate ideas and thoughts without really exploring it and seeking others' opinions. And so communication, as we talked about, is a, not a one-way street. It's a two-way street. Effective communication is a, a dialogue, a conversation. It's a back and forth. It's an ability to create understanding. And all too often, I'm short-sighted or want to be concise to the point I've got other things I want to get done. I've got to move to this next project, next step. And so here it is, blah, blah, blah. Now let's go without taking the time for there to be understanding and agreement. And so in communication, uh, seeking common ground, I think, is important. And it's something that one of my pet peeves is for someone to come in. It's like, well, you don't even give me an opportunity to express my thoughts or my ideas in this matter. You've already decided and you've already, here's your decision and you're communicating that. And it kind of left me out of the loop. And so that's kind of one of my pet peeves. What, does that make sense? Well, so, and part of that though, is that you have to kind of maybe set the stage or set it up. So people have an idea ahead of time, what this is going to look like. Otherwise it's going to feel like passive aggressive behavior. And somebody comes back afterwards and says, I didn't even get a chance to say anything because you already set it up. Well, why didn't they say something at the meeting? Yeah. But part of the reason for that, I too, I maybe I'm a slow thinker, but sometimes I need a little bit of time to think about what was being said and put it into words and maybe illustrate it well, so that I don't mean to be passive aggressive, but I just have to have a way to absorb that too yeah. Yeah. and to figure out what it means. Right. And so maybe by giving people an opportunity ahead of time to see some of the topics that you're going to be discussed. Yeah, that's not that's always important. possible, though. Forethought. I mean, that's that's important. And thinking ahead and where it's going instead of right at the minute. So I think, yeah. what about you? What's your, what's your pet peeve in communication? I uh, really hate it when I am talking to somebody and every other thing they're saying, uh-huh, yeah, I know, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you're going, well, just let me tell this. <laughs> But they're so busy thinking about the things that they have to say. And I have to tell you, I, I can sometimes be guilty of that, too. I get a thought that I want to respond to. And their conversation, you know, at, at point A, it started. At point B, I got this thought. They're now at point C or D. Right. And when they take a breath, I still want to come back to point B, so which says I have not listened to C and D exactly. at all. Yeah, that's that's right on. That's a huge point because we're trying to formulate a response or an answer why they're still talking. And we're, we're moving ahead instead of actually listening to them. We're playing it all in our mind. And uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm hundred percent guilty of that. I, I Which is maybe better than those who actually then interrupt 
in the middle of a thought. <laughs> so you can't yeah. even finish the thought yeah. because they're so busy interrupting. And then also adding those things of, I know exactly what you're talking about. And they give an illustration of something that has nothing to do with what yeah. you're talking about. Right. But to them, it made perfect sense. No. And I've read that where someone says one of the, one of the worst things you can do when someone's expressing you know, a problem or concern, or you can go back and be like, well, I know, let me share a story about the time that, that happened with me. And typically does it ever really relate apples to apples or oranges yeah. to oranges? And you end up wasting a whole bunch of time. And then they get upset because you're not even really going to where they're wanting to go. So yeah, talk from doing that. I, <laughs> you don't want to go there at all. And they didn't even know that's where they're going in the first place. It didn't matter. That's just where they ended up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those are <laughs> those are really bad. I, I don't like those at uh, all. And I want to go back real quick because you shorted yourself on something. And I wanted to not correct you per se, but you said 33 years of, of experience, and that doesn't make you an expert. If 33 years of experience don't make you an expert, then I'm not for sure what would. <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate your heart. And one of the things when we first started this, one of the first conversations we had was taking your experience, your insight, and being able to relate that to others and allowing them to, to grow and develop in, in a legacy in, in those things. And I think it's just such a huge, I, just to commend you on your part that wanting to see people grow and develop and not stay where they're at, but have more impact. So thank you for, for sharing your heart, your, your insight, your experience, because if you're not willing to do that, if you're not willing to mentor or to help others, then there's such a loss of, you know, insight and wisdom through that. And so thank you for, for being willing to do that. No, that's, that's kind of, I I appreciate that. I've grown, I've grown from our friendship and times that we've talked and things that I've been able to put into practice and sometimes not even just subconsciously just think, you know, I wonder where I picked that up. Well, I know where I picked it up and picked it up from our conversations or our talks. And so thank you and um, uh, for being able to do that. So equally true on both sides, because again, our friendship has enriched me in so many ways. I, yeah, I can't even begin to tell you how much it has. Thank you for being willing to, uh, to communicate with me. Uh, Mike, what many people might not understand is that there was a time we did not communicate very well. Uh, was there? Wow. Yeah, there really was. <laughs> I don't know if you know it, but I know it. <laughs> and our communication was horrible. Yeah. How amazing that God has helped us to be able to work through that. And I like to say that it's because of your strength of character that made it possible for us to move beyond that. But we realized that we were not communicating yeah. and we were nowhere near uh, the same page, the same level that we needed to be, how God has redeemed that so that now we're able to together work through this and hopefully help others uh, in those same areas of, of life and difficulty. So. Well, it's pretty I'm, cool. I'm thankful we were able to, it was 99.9% me. So I'm just thankful that we were able to, maybe I grew up a little bit and we were able to move past. That. Mike, let's so, go with that. That was all, it was mostly your fault, not mine. I think that's a great way I, I, for us to look at that. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll own it. <laughs> you got it's big not, shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've completely lost our audience at this point. They're like, they checked out like 
Actually, our audience is saying, I want to know more. What happened? What was going on? This probably won't even make the air. But anyway. No, this, of all the things are going to make the air, (laughs) this is making the air. This is true podcast material, Mike. Yeah. uh Well, maybe maybe we'll do a whole show someday on when the wheels fall off, what happens. And so maybe that's something we talk about how to, how to reassemble the wagon when the wheels fall off or what to do. So um, that's something for another time, another, another day. But, it does show what a huge component grace is in our lives. And so thankful that we are recipients of, of God's grace and mercy. And that then we, through that, we have the ability then to show grace and to each other. It's without that grace, uh, where would we be? And so I'm just thankful for that. Hey friend, that's our show for today. If you enjoyed the content or would like to hear future podcasts, Please follow us or subscribe so you can be notified when new podcasts are released. Until next time, this is Rick Shields. And on behalf of the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network, here's my prayer for you. May you have rest when you need it, strength when you want it, and joy when you least expect it. Until next time, may the Lord bless you as you follow after him. Thanks for listening.